1: This is Rev. Welcome to The Crit Show. Before we get into the episode, I just want to take a quick second to say thank you to everybody who has been listening. You know, we have people in our lives who feel obligated to listen because they're our friends or our family or they have to interact with us every now and then. But the number of people who we don't know that we've been getting comments from or messages from is really cool. So to all of you out there who are enjoying the show and sharing it with other people who you think might like it, thank you so much. It really means the world to us us. And that's all I'm going to say, because for the first time ever, I did get my first piece of angry message from someone saying, how dare you leave us on a note like that. So I'm going to let the recap roll. There was one other person that went missing maybe two months before that. Who was that? It was a student who was here.
2: We're going to go check out the Shrieks. Do you have any thoughts on the best way for us to get there?
1: We got paddle boats that look like swans. And you feel the wind shift in the distance. You can hear what sounds like the screaming islands. And then you very clearly hear a scream pierce the night carried on that same wind from the island.
0: Guys, get out here. Listen, somebody's out there. Somebody screamed at the shrieks. It had to have been. That was the direction. How are we going to get out there? The paddle boats are going to take forever forever.
1: You step back and take a look at the jeep that you have tried to transform using paddle boats and swan boats that has these flotation devices and the body of one of the swan boats but it's all dirty and smeared and it looks like a turkey jake you rear back throw your hammer and it slips out of your hand crashes through the wall and vanishes down the pit tj what are you where are we who is this it's rachel she's the student And there's one box in the room in particular that catches your eye because it says property of IPT on it. I told you I didn't want to go back in there. And she lunges forward, sinking her teeth into your neck. TJ, you feel yourself pinned against the wall as she starts to drink from you you hear this strange sound, like low hiss and growl and the sucking sound, and you think you hear TJ like sputtering and trying to talk but not being able to.
0: Oh, dang. I'm going to pull out my light rifle as I haul down the hall.
1: Okay. <laughs> and are you just running straight down to them? Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Jake, what
2: are you doing? That failure actually leveled me up. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Um, So I am going to take a move from another playbook. Uh-huh. Uh, and in this case, I'm going to take a move called Invincible from the Chosen's playbook, which means that I always count as having two armor no matter what, which means I'm probably going to dump the actual physical armor at some point. Uh, And I am now out of moves from other playbooks. I've taken two moves from other playbooks. I can't take any more.
1: Okay, so you've leveled. Now what are you going to do?
2: Well, I just got made by a ghoul, so I should probably go back and tell the guys that they're probably about to come in force. Okay. So uh, I'm going to teleport back to TJ. So, Jake, you appear
1: next to TJ right about the same time that Task comes around the corner. And so you both see this very frail-looking, dark-haired woman pinning TJ against the wall and drinking from his neck. She sees you both, and she pulls away and looks at you both.
2: I think I'm going to punch her. Roll it. Uh, nice. Oh, oh goody. Uh, that is a 12 to kick some ass. What? All right. What is your extra effect? I want to force them where I want them. Uh-huh. I imagine I, I just like land this good hit because I'm still unarmed and then pin her arms behind her back and position her so that she is just directly in front of Tass's light rifle. Well, how much damage is that? Uh, my unarmed does two harm. Roll straight cool. Uh, 10.
1: Okay, you're good. So you have got her positioned in front of you, Tass on the other side, TJ sliding slowly down the wall. What would you like to do, TJ?
0: I would like to use oops. You find some holes in your neck
1: (laughs) you think there might be vampires about. (laughs) You find some of those old pink eraser tips, and you can just plug them right into those holes. (laughs) As you slide down the wall, your hand lands on a packet of Vienna sausages-
0: I have a quick question uh-huh. out of character. Yeah. Are you f with right
1: <laughs> <now>? <laughs> I am not. His power specifically says that it will be beneficial, maybe not in the moment. But yeah, your hand lands on a packet of Vienna sausages.
0: Tass, what are you doing? I'm going to Hold the rifle up to her face. Uh-huh. And which lens do you have on? I am going to assume that the starter lens was just the medium range. That seems like it's the most kind of general, and I have not switched anything out. So that is what is up. I'm gonna say, honey, hold still. Clearly you got turned or turning or something.
1: I don't know if we if can If you don't let me go, I'll enact my power over him and change him forever. Okay. Three. Hold up. Two One. You see a set of fangs, Tass, come out of TJ's mouth. Roll kick some ass.
0: That would be a 10. Oh my god.
1: You feel this bloodlust come over you, and you feel thirsty, and the closest person to you is Jake. Jake, take one damage, technically three damage, but you have two armor, and he sinks into the back of Jake's exposed neck and starts to drink. (laughs) Uh
2: Oh God. Can I can I just do like a lightning elbow into TJ's face? Yeah, roll kick some ass. Okay.
0: Oh, no. Tass, roll
2: straight cool. I'm sorry, TJ. You're in a lot of pain. That was a 13. So what is your additional effect? Uh, force him where I want him. You're going to exchange
1: the... harm with him first. How much damage did you do to him? Two. He does four to you. Damn. As he attacks you, you feel your fingernails get long and you rake at him. What you like, get, Tass?
0: Well, I have an important question about uh-huh, this. Uh-huh. In this kind of role, yeah. do I get experience if I fail?
1: You don't. You don't.
0: Uh...
1: As Jake... Let's her go to lightning kick TJ.
2: Lightning elbow.
1: Yeah, lightning elbow. She looks you in the eye and says, forget you ever saw me. And your first thought is I ever saw who I'm only here with these two and she vanishes
2: good Is tj still feral at the moment? Yes. Okay. I want to try and talk him down I don't think soothe will work. Nope, but just I want to try and figure out the best way to fix tj Like roll read a bad situation. That
1: is a 12. You get a hold three. Wow. Yeah What's the best way to protect the victim? I assume your protect him is to get him back to normal. Yes You think that the best way to protect TJ in this moment, if you want it to be instant, or if you want it to be a way that you know works, you know... From what they told you at IPT, the thing you need to do is kill her. Or it sounds like maybe talk to her because she seemed to activate this hold over him. Or if you want to try to circumvent it from the little you know from IPT, you think if you take a couple of those werewolf serums and slam them into him at the same time, it might counteract whatever's going on in his body.
0: Slam.
1: And I mean like Pulp Fiction Coke heart attack
0: (laughs) (laughs) Slam them right Into the neck holes I think I'm
2: concerned with the now, like kill her or talk to her is on the agenda for sure. But right now he's a vampire that's trying to murder us. Yeah. And that needs to be resolved. I've got two werewolf serum on me. Yeah. So I think I yank those two out and just like wait for him to come at me and just- Roll act st- under pressure. All right. Good. Uh, <laughs> no. I got a six. Oh. Uh.
1: You pull out these two things like Blade and you're waiting. He charges at you. He sees it, grabs both your hands and jams them in. Into your neck. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: My bad. Bright side. I'm about to get Jack. You're, you're healed. <laughs> you yeah.
1: are. You are fully healed. Something about whatever you took in before, when you took TJ's disease, you feel something fighting something else inside of your body. Oh my Sick. goodness! And TJ, having accomplished this passes out
0: what the hell just happened like what actually just happened
2: do i feel like i'm being torn apart or you know how sometimes
1: you get back from a long weekend or like a convention or something you'd be like man i feel like i'm getting sick like something just feels wrong inside of me something just feels wrong inside
0: con crud
1: Yes. Although this stands for constitution, crud. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. I want to check on TJ, see if he's alive. He is. He's breathing. I want to check and see if he's still got fangs. He does not. Oh, God. What happened to him? She sucked his blood and turned him into a vampire. She who?
0: And I'm kind of getting down and getting out my kit to uh, attend to his wounds. The lady that just attacked us. Who? Where? Rachel, the student. He found her in a cage in the other room. What's
2: wrong with you? The hell are
0: you even talking about? Yeah. So, I I mean, I'm just down going, oh, God. Oh, God. And- uh, um, trying to patch him up. Uh, roll medic. Okay. That is a 10. So uh, he is stabilized and healed of two points. Th- what did I miss? L- this looks like a vampire bite. Yeah, it is a
2: vampire bite. And I tried to stick him with the werewolf serum to see if it would fix him. And he stuck me with the werewolf serum. And there's some really awful shit going on inside my body right now. I think werewolf blood and vampire blood are fighting each other. Do me a favor. Will you hit me with that light gun? Wh- uh-
0: yeah and i'll flip it on and point it at him seven points of damage no kidding (laughs) oh my god Uh, all right (laughs) goodbye dead
2: nothing happens all right well i am not turning so that's good but like something's going on inside me and i have a feeling it's gonna get worse before it gets better oh good So anyway, he has vampire-ness, and that woman can evidently turn it on, because she did. She said some stuff, and he went feral and attacked us, and I don't know why you don't know what I'm talking about.
0: I just came around the corner. Like,
2: Oh, this is driving me insane. We need to get out of here. I got spotted by the ghouls in the water, and they're probably coming back. I don't know where she went, but we need to find her and kill her so that we can set TJ free. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, there's only
0: one other way we haven't gone yet.
2: Uh, So I'm going to use another one of my hold. Okay. What's my best way out? Your
1: best way out, you think that there are two ways out of this. Follow the tracks down the hallway and you know that the scuba gear will take you out through the water. You have gone through two directions now that take you into the ocean. It seems like the right path at the original fork is pretty heavily trafficked and it seems very dry and it looks like it's pointing the direction of the island. You don't necessarily know where it will lead to, but you think that this may somehow go all the way under and come back up inside the island somewhere. But it does look like the path that is the most heavily used... So that probably is the direction they went to hunt in the way they would come
2: back. And th- yeah, that's what I was going to say. So do I still think that's my best way out? You think the best way out is probably through the water, and it's probably where you got
1: caught. Okay. Because you know that they come from those other two places, and you did not see tracks in that other hallway that had the multiple layers of water.
2: In that middle hallway, I got all the way out to essentially the ocean. That's where one of them spotted me. I think that's going to be our best bet. I think most of them are coming through that right tunnel. It seems like it leads back to the island, but I I think that if we go that that way and they are coming back here for us, that's where they're going to be. Oh, God. So okay. I we need to throw in the scuba gear
0: and swim. I'm going to gear up his unconscious ass and get into mine. Then we can at least drag him, at least be able to breathe with that stuff on.
1: So it takes you guys just a couple of minutes to
2: get the gear on. What do we do
0: with TJ's gear, though? Clearly, I'll strap him into the scuba stuff so that he can breathe. Uh, I mean, I'll just hang on to it, I guess. I mean, I'll drop it if I have to, but... That sounds unwieldy. Good it luck. It does. It does. Oh, look, a bungee cord in one of these boxes. I can just go put stuff in the Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so true. Oh, my God.
2: All right. So I will take one of the spear guns, and I assume you can carry an additional stake and mallet. That doesn't seem to... Well, you might as well just throw it in the Jeep. All right. So I'll take the third spear gun and the dive light and the stake and mallet and just pop up to the jeep. When you
1: arrive, there are five ghouls around the jeep sniffing at it.
2: If I pop in there and there's a bunch of ghouls there, then I'd be like, oh no. And just the first place that I would think of that wasn't the tunnels down there is where we've been spending a lot of our time, the main office. You appear in the main office and
1: at that little table where you guys were talking is Ori sitting with the woman you just fought and she is feeding off of his arm and he looks at you. He goes, uh, it's... Not what it looks like.
0: Oh, oh my. my God. <laughs> oh, my. oh, I'm sorry. I'm waiting for the credit, the credits to roll, I know. but we're this only is, two this minutes is our into 11 the 11 minute episode.
2: I'm, I'm just like, oh God. Oh, I think I'm
1: like this. I'm like, I... do you want to have a seat? You seem stressed. Is she just there? She's yeah. She's st- still, she's looking at you and just sucking on his arm.
2: <laughs> Ori, that's like a vampire, dude. What? What's happening? You're letting a vampire eat you.
1: Well, yeah, she's one of mine though. It's okay.
2: She's one of yours.
1: Um. Well, you know, she's one of the ones I help take care of.
2: What? I've just got like hands in my hair. I'm
1: like, what? Please, just just sit down. We'll I'll I'll explain everything that I know. Okay. Can I
2: sit down in a chair that is distant from them? Yeah. There's a there's a couch that you can sit on. I will sit down somewhere that is kind of far away from them, and I like rest my chin on a hand, like I'm trying, (laughs) like I'm trying to be cool, be casual.
1: So you sit down on the couch.
0: Tass, what are you doing? Uh, I think I'm getting real antsy that he is not just back instantly. So, you know, I'm readjusting all of TJ's gear. And if he is still taking this long, honestly, what I think I want to do is just kind of drag TJ with me to that room and inspect it. Like that's a spot that I more or less know doesn't have a a way out. So I'll at least have my back to a wall if anything attacks and then I'll look around. Roll Investigate a Mystery. Okay. Uh, Plus one is ten.
1: All right, you get a whole two.
0: What is being concealed here?
1: There are a number of things as you look around the room. There is in the corner a cage that the door has been taken off by the hinges, and you can see that it has fallen and crashed onto a table, destroying it. You can see that there are two other tables around the room, as well as two bookshelves. And on the other tables are candles. Now, one of those tables, the one closest to the door, two of the candles have been knocked over and put out. It looks like someone was rummaging around looking for something here. But the third table hasn't been touched. And you can see that it has 10 candles on it and they are in their proper positions. In the center of this ring of candles are what seem to be the shell and claws of a crab. Inside the ring of candles that has a few of them knocked over is a mound of dirt with ant corpses on it. And then at the table that you can see was crushed by this giant metal door. It's kind of hard to tell what's there. There are bits and pieces of table, and there are pieces of the candles. There seems to be something inside of it that's organic, but you can't really make out what it was. It was crushed by the weight of the door falling. And then you can see that from each table, there's a line carved in the stone of the floor that leads to the middle of the room, and in the middle of the room is a carved circle that also has ten candles around it.
0: Ten candles. Do I recognize that?
1: If you pull out your phone and look at the photos that you took prior, the ring of candles around what is left of this crab, the shell and the claw, looks familiar. It's the same pattern you saw at the IPT.
0: Oh, shoot. Uh, I'm going to be taking pictures of everything. Okay. So Um, what are you
1: taking pictures of?
0: Definitely the three tables and the setups with the candles, even the one that is destroyed where the lines lead, the bookshelves, anything on the, you know, books and stuff.
1: Yeah, there are three books on one of the bookshelves, and the other one has what looks like components. Are you taking anything?
0: I mean, the books I definitely would take, and the components I think it would just kind of depend. Like, are they vials that are open? Are they, like, like is it... Is there anything that I can move? Is there like a bag or something laying around that I could throw some stuff in?
1: There's not any kind of like travel bag for this stuff. You can tell that whoever was working here works exclusively here.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, just anything then I think that I can fit in my pockets. Okay. Like a sample of each thing? Sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just kind of looking at the destruction. I want to use my other hold if I can just to see what happened here.
1: So with that, you can see that there are dozens of footprints coming in and out of this room. But all of them, except for like two sets, go in the room, into the circle, then back out. There's only two sets of footprints that go around the room to anywhere else. One of them you recognize. They're TJ's footprints. Uh Uh-huh. And you can see that. The destruction was probably accidental. You see that the bolts are knocked out of the cage to open the door. You know that he freed Rachel from that cage. Um, You can guess that maybe he tried to find a key because one of the drawers on the table is open, and that's the table that has some candles knocked askew.
0: Well, I I have a hard time believing that that's the case. I know. know. (laughs) I'm just going to take that as gospel, I suppose.
1: And then along with that, you can tell that some kind of ritual was being done here. You can see that something was led in and out repeatedly or multiple things were led in and out one at a time. There's a component shelf. There are these books and there are these rings that you know that at least were used in the capturing of the magic of the ley line in Indianapolis. Cool. Is there anything else that you want to do?
0: I want to just uh, check the phone. Do I actually have any reception down here?
1: You don't. I didn't think so. (laughs) The phone still works, having been in the water as long as you were, but there is no reception down here. And you imagine it's because you might be under a couple hundred feet of rock and stone and dirt.
0: Okay, then I'm just going to have to sit on these pictures for the moment.
1: Wait for Jake to come back.
0: Yeah, kind of post up at the uh, entrance and be ready if anything comes.
1: Jake, so you're sitting on the couch. So what do you want to know? Like, I don't know what your thoughts are right now to know what to feed you or what to correct. Can
2: we avoid using the word feed?
1: And you see him (laughs) glance at her and she's like, he's like, well, that's
2: fair. Can she, sorry, can she hold off on that for like just a minute? It just feels, this feels weird. I'm sorry.
1: It's, it's very Game of Thrones, you know, the people in the Sky Tower, but she's been a prisoner for quite a long time. She was about to die. Uh, so I, 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 I got to get her back to health.
2: Ori, who are you? What are you? Because I'm a monster hunter oh, in I, general. And yeah, I know. This is against my nature. So I'm really putting a lot of my eggs in the Ori basket right now.
1: This isn't something that was done to me. Uh, I was born a vampire. And early on, I realized that a lot of people were going to judge me harshly for it. And so I wanted to figure out a way to stay away from bad situations. But inevitably, a bad situation finds you, no matter how you try to hide And uh, he looks at Rachel, go to sleep. And she does. She lays her head down on the table and goes to sleep. And he stands up and wipes his arm off. There's a vampire lord. I have to take care of his people. And they were doing something out here. And one of his guys went crazy and started coming after his other workers. And so that's why you're here. They somehow got wind that some of the people at the resort worked for some kind of monster hunting thing. Whatever happened to your friends at your job was done to bring people here because for some reason, whatever's going on, they can't deal with it. And I don't know why they would have been making these, but the guy who took care of them went mad. And all of a sudden, it was this guy and his swarm of these things and them trying to figure out how to deal with it. And I'm just trying to make sure that the guy running the thing doesn't get mad. Who's the guy? Did you ever read Harry Potter? Yeah? It's dangerous for me to tell you.
2: Do you want to write it down?
1: No, because then there's proof that I did it. Just don't say it too many times. His name is Gregory Nash. Well He took my sister about 70 years ago, and he lets me check in with her every now and then. But I know that if I don't do what he says, it's not going to be a good ending for her.
2: So the creatures that are here, the ghouls, you're not with them?
1: No, they, I think they were making them, but then they got away from them somehow. And like the guy who was like essentially... The Hive Keeper went mad.
2: And who's that?
1: His name is Esten.
2: He's here? He's on the island? Oh, yeah.
1: He's out there somewhere.
2: You don't know where? No.
1: He usually is at the Shrieks. Was he not there?
2: I'm going to assume that's the guy who had your girl locked up, in yeah. which case... Yeah. No. That guy wasn't there.
1: Oh, I'm glad you're not there then, because if he comes back, it's super dangerous.
2: Uh, And I sort of like remember that my friends are down there. And so I'm like, Ori, my people are still down there.
1: Get them out of there.
2: We're going to have more words in the near future. Yeah, I'll be here. And I'll go back.
1: Tass, you're there for quite a while still. And you've looked through this place and you're wondering, why isn't Jake back? And you start to hear this scuttling. I'm looking for it. Looking for the sound of it. You look down the hallway and you see a ghoul peek its head around the corner and sniff in your direction and then peek back. Oh, who's in my house? Who's in my house? Jake appears next to you.
0: Oh. I instantly put my hand up. My
1: pets are going to find whoever's been in my
2: house. (laughs) Find them. Find them. I'm getting us out of here. I don't care if it scatters us to the four corners of the earth. We're not going to be here anymore. Roll it. Damn
0: it. Is it an outright fail? It
2: is an outright failure. I I, I rolled rolled a seven with my minus one weird. Oh, my God. I am going to spend a point of luck. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, boy. There it is. God, where do you want to be? Oh. Back to Ori, back to the lobby.
1: So you guys hear this just unsettling voice trail away as you vanish and reappear in the lobby of the resort.
2: Oh, okay, that was, uh... Oh, that was fast. I he's thought... down there. Oh. He he was coming for us. Creepy voice? Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's down there. Okay. Oh, God, who is she okay?
2: And
1: seeing her, all of your memories from underneath the island come flooding back.
2: Oh. Oh. Bitch. Yeah, okay. We've got a lot to unpack here. She's asleep for the moment. So that guy that was coming down there with the creepy voice is a very, very bad, crazy man who is controlling all of the ghouls on the island. Don't know exactly why, but...
1: Yeah, she might know. They were doing something to those ghouls. He went crazy as a result. So is he Is he a ghoul? No, man. He's a vampire.
2: Okay. Which, Wait a minute. Which evidently, is not
0: automatically a bad thing. Uh, Okay, we can unpack that in a second. You knew all this?
1: Yeah, well, I've pieced some of it together.
0: Oh, okay, so when we asked you if you had pertinent information to the situation and you said no, what you meant was not no, not no.
1: I don't know you, man. You're not worth my sister's life.
2: Ori, can you just briefly get them up to speed on what you told me? I'm now,
1: not going to say his name, though. You've got to tell them that. I can't risk it again.
2: Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. TJ's still unconscious. He is. <laughs> yes. Let's bring TJ back okay. to consciousness. Ori, can you help my friend here? She really did a number on him, and he's not conscious. Is he a vampire, like permanently now? What'd she do? she sucked his blood she said a thing or like snapped her fingers or something and he went all ape shit and bit me
1: oh man uh yeah uh that's usually how it happens i think
2: can he be unturned
1: yeah killer
2: oh that's not great is he gonna be out of control like that unless she makes him out of control like that will he be in control otherwise
1: i don't know i've never turned anyone
2: all right, this is a bridge we're going to have to cross in a moment, but we need him conscious again because he needs to know all this too. Um, I don't know, shake him awake? Yeah, he wakes up. Okay. Huh? Huh?
0: How you doing, man? What am I doing? The hell? And he has got a shotgun lowered at his face at the moment. What the hell are you doing? Get the thing out of my face. Okay. All right. That's promising.
2: TJ, you're going to get a lot of bad news in a very short amount of time.
0: The hell are you talking about?
2: The first part of it is you were bitten by a vampire and turned into a vampire and you attacked us. Now, a silver lining, we think that's reversible and we're getting there. But we've learned a lot of new stuff and there is a bigger threat than we expected here and Ori is going to clue you guys in.
0: Wait, a minute, what? O- Ori?
2: Hey man, how you feeling?
0: I don't I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling. I'm Do you feeling You want something to eat? Confused. You want to have a
2: seat? I got some
1: Snickers bars. Snickers? Yeah.
0: Uh sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. Have a seat on the couch, man. It's comfy. Oh. He does. He goes over behind the counter and he pulls out a box of Snickers bars and throws them to each person. Oh, thank goodness. Rachel's oh. bounces off her forehead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. What is she doing here? I'm getting up and I'm pulling out my nunchucks. Yeah, I, just...
1: I wouldn't do that, man. the yeah. hell are you talking about? If you wake her up, you might not be yourself again.
2: Ori can explain some more of the details on this. All right. He's already filled me in. Fill fill them in too. And I wanna, I'm just going to watch... Out, like, the windows. Like, I want to keep moving around this room and, like, closing blinds if there are blinds or curtains if there are curtains. Um, And just trying to keep an eye out and see, like, you know, if ghouls start swarming us or something, I want to be aware.
1: Don't, uh, Don't close up too much. Why? You don't want it to look suspicious. Like, this is an island place. We've always got everything open. Like, I understand that you're wanting to, to protect yourself, but also don't draw attention by making things look not normal.
2: Do you know where the um main entrance is for the ghouls? Like, from around here? Is there one around here that they would, a direction they'd be coming from?
1: Oh, I have no idea. They're like ants. Like, they just burrow under the island, I think. And so he goes in and starts to tell you the story, and essentially he tells you what he has told Jake, that he was born with vampirism, and he decided he wanted to try to find a way to live his life where people wouldn't judge him or that he wouldn't do any harm. And so he has stayed on this island his whole life. He started to work at this resort where he can kind of get the best of humanity and see them do all the good things. But something bad always seems to find you if you're trying to hide. And this vampire lord found him and took his sister about 70 years ago and has basically forced him to work. He doesn't make him kill people. He doesn't make him kind of serve as one of his generals. But he makes him maintain the island and act as kind of a caretaker for his generals that do work on the island and for some reason they started using this island about a year ago and that's when the ghouls started appearing and then the ghouls started changing and he knows that they were doing something to the ghouls to change them and it drove the guy who was the beekeeper or the caretaker whatever you want to call it for this hive of ghouls went mad as well and so then he started using the ghouls as a weapon against the other generals on the island
0: okay so with the exception of patrons that come in is everyone on on this island a vampire
1: no as far as i know there's only like well four of us okay so the guy that went
0: crazy esten you yeah rachel uh-huh and that's it
1: yeah okay the other one i think he's dead there was a fourth one but he died i Ooh, think, was I, that uh, he was uh, some guy over in the village
2: oh Did he get yanked off a dock by a ghoul? All I know
1: is that one of his guys, not too long ago, uh, he died. He was killed. And that's when they started getting real anxious. Like Rachel here went missing. And then they found pieces of, I think his name was Arlen.
0: That's the guy? Yeah, the guy who
1: went missing. And they just found pieces of Arlen. And that's when they started realizing there was a problem. And so when there was wind, that can tell he feels kind of uncomfortable as he's starting to say this. He contacted me, the the main guy, and told me that he had information that there were some people who worked for an organization that dealt with this kind of thing here, and he sent me a package and said I had to put it into their food, uh, and he said that it, it wouldn't kill him. It would just mess him up for a while, and it would bring some people here who could help solve our problem.
0: Okay, so Vampire Lord manipulates it so that we come here to deal with one of his rogue generals. Can we say that that is sort of the... Th- Thesis statement. Yeah. What is her role here?
1: I think she was working on the project. Whatever these three were working on to make, I think she dealt with the magic. And uh, I think that the other guy who went missing, he dealt with the wildlife. And then Esten, he's the one who looks over the ghouls. He's like... I don't know, their handler or, I don't know, the ghoul master. That sounds pretty badass, but it's really unsettling, I promise.
0: I want to try to get as much clarity on this as I can. TJ has been turned, and we need to know exactly what that means for him, if there's any other way to fix it besides killing her, and on that note, if we have any compelling reason not to.
1: Really, your compelling reason not to is if you do it, you just got to make it look like You stumbled across her.
0: Well, that's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, but her body's not where you found her.
0: No, that's true.
1: What I'm trying to say is that if he gets a sense that you guys know what's going on here, the last thing any of us in this room will do is have this conversation.
0: Here's your alibi. Pretty much exactly what did happen with a little bit of what could have. We have somebody here that's a divine that brought us back. We come back here to try to make sure everyone else is safe. We appear to see her feeding on you and we shoot the threat. For all anyone else knows, you're so grateful that we just saved you from a monster. What is this monster? What's going on?
1: Yeah, that actually, I mean, if he thinks that I was able to convince you guys that maybe she was the thing that made those and that killing her, oh, but you guys got to get, you guys got to stop him though. Hey. It, but maybe they were working together. Like, yeah.
0: To us, it's all vampires, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, that might work, but like I told him earlier, I don't know if there's any other way to do it. You, I think you got to talk to her if you want to know what she was doing and if there's any way to undo what happened to TJ here.
2: We could use her help even. Maybe we wake her up. She's got an answer for how to fix TJ without killing her and she hates that dude too. Maybe she helps us kill that guy and together we frame it as we found her imprisoned by him. She
1: can't lie to him. I can. He didn't make me. He made her.
2: Well, that complicates things. Yeah.
1: Like, it's it's not a voluntary organization. I think I'm one of his few that he didn't
2: make. Ori, is there any way that you could help us fight that guy and then we can conceal your involvement afterwards? If you can lie to the big man, you know, I'm sure the four of us could shut that guy down.
1: I couldn't do it without his permission. Why not? Because I am under a compulsion. I can't do harm. To his people. If he wanted me to fight him, he'd have me fight him instead of going through the trouble to bring you guys here.
0: Logistically, it makes sense. He's not going to send somebody that he has placed here to do a thing and potentially get him killed when he can just throw some nobodies at it and hope that that sticks. All right, Ori. Look, I'll just be frank here. If we were to wake her up and try to get a little more information, if it starts to go south, I mean, do you have a way to put her back to sleep? I mean, I could try.
1: Um, There's nothing saying that she couldn't get away before I could do it. And then she'd have the knowledge that the four of us have been talking.
0: Right. So I think what I do, I actually get out my phone and I start furiously texting Rev and IPT, the quick progress report, and I'm sending them all those pictures that I took of the candles and the setup and the dirt pile and just all of it.
1: Is this a group text?
2: It is not. Did you ask him if...
0: He knows any other way to fix a vampire? Oh yeah, no. By the way, Tej got turned. Do you have any idea if there's a way to fix this besides just outright killing the vampire that turned him?
1: You get a text back that says it's different depending on the type of vampire, and he asks if you know the type of vampire.
0: Ori, what kind of vampire is she? Oh, I don't know, man. What kind? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke setup. <laughs> oh. Apparently, Are they different d- kinds? I guess.
1: Oh, yeah, man. I told you I found out this is what I was and I kind of didn't deal with it.
0: Uh, so I send Rev pretty much just a description of everything we know about this vampire. You know, she bit his neck, sucked his blood. Um, she was using like commands to give us mental effects, so to speak, like I forgot her um, and that she was able to pretty instantly make TJ turn on us.
1: He tells you that that narrows it down to three types that he can think of. One of them, they can actively release if it's within a certain amount of time. Another one, you can do it with the right magic incantation. And then the other one, there isn't any other way but to kill them. But that the other two also, you can kill them.
0: All right. We have a two thirds chance to keep her alive. TJ, I hate to put this on you, but you're the one that has been turned. What do you think, man? You haven't weighed in at all. Like, we can end this right now, or we can chance it, but that means that if we don't play this right, you're a vampire. Don't want to kill this person... Especially if we can find a way to turn her back. I mean, that involves hunting down this vampire lord and killing that. That is long term. And ultimately, yeah, would probably mean that you're cured too. But then either A, you're a vampire that whole time until we can do that if there's no other way to cure you. Or... B, we rely on waking her up, hoping that she can. And if she can't and gets away, again, you're a vampire the whole time. I don't know, man. I, I want to kill her because she's a vampire. But if she's like an innocent person who got stuck into this, kind of like me, it kind of sucks. There are just so many variables right now. And we are on a time crunch. Like, I, d- I don't know that we have a choice. We just roll so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, to, uh, like, have to fight a giant vampire who's just amazing and powerful is really going to be a pain in the butt.
1: Did you just equate power with physical height?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, are you are, are you uh, stuck in, like, maybe.
1: Castlevania where you think that because he's powerful <laughs> he's going to be, like, three stories tall? A little bit, yeah. All right. I mean, because that's how it works.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so where do you land on this? Tess is right. So... Yeah, I um, think I just, I pull out the stake and the mallet and I'm just going to go over to her and I'm going to hold it against her chest and kind of look at Ori, not like for permission necessarily, but just kind of giving him a sad nod and uh, say, I I hate this, but I think it is the best way to keep your alibi and the only way we absolutely know we're going to save TJ. Uh, And then I swing the mallet.
1: And how much damage does that do? Four. What is your additional effect? I don't think you need to roll anything. I think this is automatically a success since she is unconscious.
0: I would just say the extra point of damage. Extra point of damage, yeah. so five
1: damage. She jolts awake and starts to sit up and grab at your arms. And outside you hear, Oh, you were all in my house. Now I'm coming
2: to yours. <laughs>
0: Fable and Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey there, we're DM to gm I'm your DM from Dungeons & Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because and a lot of these hurdles are just in their head.
2: So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts. Or visit DM2GM.com. dm to GM. Get your game started.